0: Welcome to the Modernizer Dive Podcast CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Dive Podcast CFML News Edition, Episode One One Two we're it's july 20th 2021 and for those watching live sorry for the slight delay we had some audio issues we thought if you're going to watch us you probably want to listen to us too so
1: i don't know sign language nearly well enough to do the show without talking so
0: yeah it would probably be pretty tough for those uh audio podcast listeners later <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so first up let's thank our sponsors auto solutions so without them we wouldn't be able to make this podcast so they make code box command box forge box test box lots of boxes um but one way you can say thanks back to them is you can like and subscribe our, to our videos on youtube you could sign up for a free or paid account on cfcast which releases new content every week and then we have a. Uh, oldest book uh, released a few months back now 102 cold box hmvc quick tips and tricks on gum road so those are a few ways you can say thank you back to order solutions and you can also come to into the box which we're having in person this year mm-hmm. then the other way they can uh, support us is with patreon and brad i think we talked about it last week but we're now over 100 percent for um sponsoring this podcast from Patreon. So Autis is actually no longer supporting the podcast. The patrons are doing it completely. And we're actually on our way to our next one, which is fully funding Forgebox IOs development and hosting and uh, Amazon S3 bills and everything else. So uh, yep. it's pretty neat to have that. So uh, just because we hit 100% for one goal, people, doesn't mean we're done. So if you want to throw us some money, we're happy to take it. <laughs> okay. <Sure. laughs> so let's get on with the news so first up this is something that i actually missed um probably from adobe dev week um but i wanted to touch base and let you guys know that the adobe docker images have had some changes in the last month and uh charlie just updated uh, his blog post yesterday with even more new so uh had you heard about some of these changes brad
1: no i actually hadn't i'm, I'm looking at them right now so
0: yeah so remember the whole bin tray stuff happened, and that was oh, May first, yes. and then nobody could get the images but obviously, if they'd pulled them before, then they'll be able to um you know use the ones that are basically cached inside their own um uh, their own machines mm-hmm. but since then um they are working towards putting them up on Docker Hub, and as Charlie says. Uh, some might say it's the way it's supposed to be. And <laughs> and so that is in progress. There's actually a repo there already. There's nothing in the repo yet on Docker Hub, but the repo is built. So they're getting that set up. But right now what you can do is you can actually go to uh, uh, use the Amazon Elastics container registry. And there's actually a, a link, and we'll put that in the show notes. But the, the blog post so- that Charlie shared actually lets you get that without having to log in.
1: I'm curious if the Amazon Elastic Container Registry or ECR is uh, is an intermediate stepping stone until they get it on Docker Hub or if they plan on uh, maintaining both of them uh, simultaneously.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I just thought it was really good news instead of the tar, you know, all the the manual process they had and and everything. So, oops, wrong link. Uh, Sorry about that, everybody. I was gonna show everybody, but I grabbed the wrong one here. Sorry about that. Charlie's got a lot of blog posts this week, so I clicked the wrong one here. But uh, man, there really are a lot of stuff. Charlie has been busy. So let me fix that and reshare my screen again. Sorry about that. Okay, so yeah, the they have public.ecr.aws slash adobe slash cold fusion latest and so you can get that so it does include the cf 2021 images as well as 2018 and the pmt the performance um, management tools Uh, these are the official adobe images just to be clear but uh, you can use those today by just changing out to that so they are working on that um, and we checked just today even, so Charlie's update was last week, but I checked today, the repo is there, but there's nothing much in there, it's just a shell. But at least they're uh, making progress that way, and so hopefully we'll have that very soon, so.
1: I believe this is the link to the correct post for Docker stuff that is put in the chat, does that look right? Pulling Docker, uh, pulling
0: Adobe Docker CF images now via Amazon ECR and soon via Docker Hub. Right? Yeah, I think so. Let me click. Is it might be the one you posted was yeah, that's the one on his website. There's also one on the Adobe portal. So Charlie usually reposts there just for those who who care. So very cool but yeah so you can get all that information uh on either of those places but charlie thanks for bringing it to my attention i hadn't even noticed it so that's what happens when you go on vacation for a week or two and you miss everything so but that's good oh, news i'm i'm happy charlie's that adobe's got, making the progress there
1: charlie's got some comments on his posts that are longer than the original post
0: <laughs> yeah and usually usually that does uh spot quite a lot of conversation and so the comments are pretty interesting to read I, it was
1: funny because somebody thanked him for being concise. He said, me? Concise? <laughs> we love you, Charlie.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking right. about Charlie some more and uh, Adobe, there's uh, 20, CF 2018 and 2021 pre-release information. And apparently this just changed, right, Brad?
1: Well, yeah. This is like ever-evolving news. Right as we're about to go live, I saw a tweet from Charlie who said just hours after my post about the CFP release, Adobe pulled the rug out from under me, postponing the move to Azul and removing the installers. So the uh, within minutes of, of Charlie posting a huge update, it looks like stuff is already in a little bit of flux. But he has um, updated the post already. He has a little update on there that says what's different. He's put some strike through on some of the bullet items to try to help make sense of this. So it's sort of a living uh, document, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, yeah, but yeah, so several things uh, apparently the the mood of Azul looked like it was going to be sooner But then that's been postponed until December um, I don't know if that meant they had problems or we're still working on licensing stuff. No clue But it looks like there's still support for macOS Big Sur um, <clears throat> Which was support. a plus, <laughs> yeah Yeah, renewed support for uh, the 2021 Lambda and serverless feature Apparently that had been removed shortly after 2021 was released. I'm not really sure why that had happened. Uh support for Tomcat 9.0.43. So an update there. And then enhancements in languages accessibility, accessibility, pmt installation in other areas, blah blah blah. So um I haven't actually I've just seen the news about it. Um Adobe doesn't normally have a pre-release for their updaters. Usually they just kind of drop them and then the community gets to sift through what may be broken um so i'm I'm glad to see what they're having a pre-release i'm guessing that some of these changes are maybe a bit um a bit more significant which is why they did that so yeah anyway if anything in that list sounds like something that they're going to want to be updating for you probably want to check out that pre-release
0: yeah and i wonder if the pre-release for the updates now was um basically because of oh okay Sorry, I just read Charlie's comment. This pre release was as much for the new installers, which now have been pulled. And so, yeah, That's I wonder if it's because it was a major difference. They're doing pre releases of it so people can test them more um, with the old uh, stuff. And Adobe he was doesn't
1: me- normally. Sorry, go on.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, uh, Charlie was also mentioning in the pre release um, forum. So I'm wondering if we just miss it because we don't spend that much time in the pre release forums when. Uh, you know, it's basically already released, you know, before a big release comes out, we spend time in there, but afterwards we don't. So maybe that's just something we missed.
1: And yeah, um, if, if the pre-release form for 2021 is still up, I haven't looked at it since it went public. Usually they delete those after a couple months and all their, all data is lost. Um, mm-hmm. Adobe doesn't normally update their installers, which is actually something that really annoys me. Um, so when they release an updater, they expect you to download Typically, you know, an installer that's four or five versions old, and then the onus is on you to then install all the updates to get that installation up to date. They don't build new installers for every update, um, so it is a bit of a big ordeal. I know internally for them to rebuild those, which is maybe more of the impetus for the pre-release. Even though it sounds like the them pulling the installers sort of doesn't make a lot of sense anymore for that, but.
0: Yeah, but yeah, still definitely check out the, the updates, but um as Charlie said, but yeah, so that's why he wrote the blog post to make sure people like us didn't miss it and it uh, would have been good if we had a chance before they pulled the <laughs> pull all the installers, so bad timing, but uh at least it was good to get out there and looks like there's some good changes there. So I know a lot of people have been complaining about you know not being able to run stuff on Big Sur and um on the Mac OS, so so, yeah, but thanks, Charlie, again for updating that and uh, good information. So, I uh, appreciate it.
1: All right. So, so next up, we've got an uh, or- Ortis webinar for July coming up tomorrow.
0: Yep. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. Building,
1: yeah. Building API integrations with Hyper. So, that is 11 a.m. Central Time. So, about 23 hours from now, basically learn how to connect to a public API using Hyper, and Hyper is a really cool wrapper around the CFHTP, nice little fluent DSL that, uh, that Eric put together a little while back. Uh, so Michael Bourne's doing this one, and I believe he's going to show writing a, an API, storing secrets, doing unit tests, and then publishing the fully finished library to Forgebox, so kind of a whole way through, and that's something that people you know, I see people on Twitter, you know, pretty often saying, "Hey, has anybody, you know, used the X Y Z API? I think I'm going to build something for it." Um, so this should be this should be useful to people like that. Yeah. And the the publishing, you know, building a fully tested thing and getting it put them up on Forgebox is a step a lot of people don't always go as far as to get something published, but it really can be easy if you're if you're uh, familiar with how the Forgebox publishing works. Yep. not nearly as scary as a lot of people think it is, I think. No,
0: pretty, <laughs> once pretty you quick.
1: Once you've done it once, you're like, oh, well, that's not that bad. Yep, exactly.
0: Everything's a little easier once you understand it. But yeah, it's not It's not that bad. So please publish your stuff to Flushbox. Cool. So next up, we have Adobe Developer Week videos, and they have been released since the last time I teased about them being released. So Adobe was Johnny on the spot for once. Um, and on their page, um, uh, I think there's 20 something videos here and the keynote as well. So we've got, yep, 20 plus the keynote. So lots of good content in here. And then we have the API webinar series, CF Summit from 2020 as well. They've got quite a lot of videos here on their, um, community portals videos page. So a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I know that some of these I missed because I was on my vacation. I want to go through and uh,
1: definitely check out a lot of them. So, you know, some interesting through- that you're on that page and not signed in. I just opened the URL on my machine and it, it put me to a login page, but then the some sort of single sign on automatically like kicked in after a second, the login page disappeared and the videos came up, hmm. but it didn't do that to you. I must be maybe, special. Maybe I, maybe I had cookies on my, in my browser that showed that I had a login. So that automatically pulled me in because I was actually, I was just about to check and see if you could access it um, publicly or if it required uh, an Adobe login to get to.
0: Yep. And uh, Charlie had a blog post last week about having issues getting to stuff and uh, with Adobe's some of Adobe's websites like the tracker and, and stuff. And so he says removing your cookie seems to help. So maybe that, yeah, <laughs> that helps I, you too.
1: If I do an if I do an incognito tab, then it just shows it to me, probably. So yeah, so it, 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 there must be cookies they set that says, "Hey, this guy's logged in before." um and I, and I have noticed that Adobe seems to have incorporated some other single sign-on options. It used to just be username and password, and now it's you know log in with Google, log in with whatever. um So that probably explains some of the the funkiness with the, the login stuff.
0: Yeah, and Charlie's saying that it happens on the blog too. Um, <clears throat> you know, people are complaining about that. So interesting but yeah so they must be looking cookie stuff so in case you missed it last week uh we had coldbox 6.5.0 released so there's uh some pretty good updates in there including the standalone companion libraries like cashbox logbox and
1: wirebox were updated to match as well um so yeah we we used to have a different version number you know where wire wirebox was on version like 1.2 and coldbox was on version 3.x or whatever um, the, the source code for all those libraries lives in the same repository, and our build script just builds Wirebox and builds Testbox and builds ColBox. So, a while ago, we just synchronized the version numbers just to keep it simple. So, when you see a release for ColBox 6.5, if you use Cashbox standalone or Wirebox standalone or Logbox standalone, it's going to be Cashbox 6.5, Wirebox 6.5, Logbox 6.5. It's the same version. Um, so, a little random tidbit there from you guys of the standalone libraries. Yep. Anytime you see a cold box release, it means you have got a release too. It's gonna to be the same version number.
0: Yeah, I remember before that it wasn't fun. So, too many versions. It, it was <laughs> just
1: unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. is <laughs> what it was.
0: So we got rid of it. So, hope everyone yeah. likes that. And then uh, we also have a reminder for a State of the Union survey. So, uh, please go ahead and take that as well. Um, <laughs> last time I looked, there was over 300 results. So we we're trying to get up to 500. So, uh, check that out. And yeah, please fill it out. If you thanks, Charlie, so for
1: for doing some advertising last week. I saw you uh, on Twitter pushing the survey.
0: Yep, but you wrote a blog post about it on the portal too to so maybe reach different people than the normal crowd. So that's good mm-hmm. to see as well.
1: Yep, looks like it's up to 331 uh, respondents. So another 15 or so have come in since last week. So cool. keep pushing it. There's, there's people out there that probably just haven't gotten around to doing it or don't know about it yet. Yep, for
0: sure. So okay so next up we have I'm just trying to copy a couple links here because I being really slack about that today sorry for those in the chat next up we have our cfcast update so cfcast Mm -hmm. the recently we just released uh, up and running with quick so two of the videos from the workshop so we have installation and setup and the getting started guide and then we have more coming up um, this week and soon. We'll have um, hopefully some more of the up and running with Quick Workshop, as well as um, we've been doing some u- using DocBox And there's more Logbox 101 coming, and Contentbox 5 videos, QB8, and box 6. So lots of good content coming. Um,
1: definitely there's check back. So many that. things happening all at the same time.
0: Yep, exactly. I know they've got a schedule, and we're getting stuff prompting you, uh, you know to to push it out there so uh, all that content is you know basically recommended by you guys and so a lot of great content is being built and we're trying to release it so you guys can keep busy so
1: i'm glad there's people in Ordis now dedicated to worrying about just stuff like all the things coming into cfcast because back when Ordis was a lot smaller and it was just a few of us doing everything it would have been impossible to keep up with all this yeah <laughs> but we have like dedicated people that just do stuff like this now yeah I am thankful
0: yep we definitely have uh, the benefit of having a bigger team and these these projects are come to life because of you know people who are passionate about certain things you know jump forward and, and really take over uh, but we can't do everything so yeah, it's good to have them help them with that so yep so cfcast.com remember a lot of content is available there for free so you can sign up for free or you can get a paid subscription and get all the rest of the goodies too. Okay. Now we have conferences and training and the big one coming up here is into the box 2021. So how many hours did we spend talking last week about uh all the submissions Brad? It was a couple hours,
1: right? <laughs> oh, the internal meeting we had. Yeah, we went through and reviewed all the community submissions we had. Uh quite a few, honestly, more than we'd even expected. We weren't sure what to uh what to anticipate this year, but we had a lot of talks submitted from the community. Um and I, I don't even know how how many hours we were on the call. It was two or more hours, but yeah. it's kind of exciting to see the, the schedule coming together. I think we're making the final um, selections on that soon to be able to kind of lock in the schedule. Unfortunately, we have some sort of question marks next to people um, who you know live in Europe and submitted some topics but don't actually know yet if they'll be allowed to travel. Uh, if they can, they'll be here. If, if not, well, that is what it is. So yeah uh hopefully we'll be able to nail that stuff down sooner than later and maybe keep some of those talks in the wings as backups so
0: yep so yeah we should be emailing out speakers just confirming Mm -hmm. that yes they are actually able to come (laughs) after they've submitted it um so we should be releasing the schedule um pretty soon here so we have uh met i said we're just reviewing the last few um speaker um, submissions from last week the speaker call for speakers has closed so um sorry if you missed out there um but we will have that information very soon yep (laughs) and And we
1: we do have registrations coming in already people are registering for into the box they're got they're getting plane tickets and they're flying out so go uh, ahead and take advantage of their uh, early bird Prices that
0: we have yep the super early bird close when our call for speakers closed last week so uh we're down to the early bird not the super early bird now but uh try and get that <laughs> ticket you know save some money before uh we go to normal <clears throat> pricing here and i don't have a deadline on the normal pricing but i'm assuming a, a week or two so that's usually the the way it works so you can find out more about the conference on into the box.org. And there there's a link to register, or you can go to itb2021.eventbrite.com to be able to get tickets there. So we'll be posting that link in this what's chat. Our,
1: what's our theme this year? Last year we did a, a Back to the Future theme. This year it's
0: Galaxy. So I think we're
1: playing on the whole mm-hmm. space thing. Uh, Earth, galaxy. We, we do like the space thing. If you haven't noticed, we, we've kind of gone with the space uh, astronaut theme a lot of our stuff and by we i mean the people who actually are good at design which is not me <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I, we have a cool cool little logo that makes me think my glasses are like out of focus it's like all blurry yeah there we go yep on this on the thing there
0: yep so uh we, we have we should, uh, that we
1: should probably pull the uh, call for speakers link off our site yes we should do that so <laughs>
0: Yep. So that that is coming together nicely. We're getting excited. Got my ticket, so I'll be flying out there as well. So I'm excited to to make that happen. And then if you guys get a little extra time, uh, the Space Center in Houston is pretty fun. I think the museum or or whatnot there. And I've, I've been to Houston how many times? I still haven't been there, so I'm gonna have to do that this time. So okay uh just for those who don't know it is september 23rd and 24th and there are no workshops it's just two days in person uh two tracks about 28 sessions uh including lots of great content from the community members and artist members alike okay and then into the box latam 2021 uh we're hoping to have that live in person december 2nd or 3rd uh, we're just trying to confirm everything and we'll let you know as soon as we have that. As um, Probably as we get closer to into the box, we'll let that information uh, come out. And yeah, we have uh, a lot of great stuff coming your way. And then we haven't heard anything about Adobe's conference yet. Hopefully, they're still doing a, a CF Summit, maybe an online one due to uh, travel restrictions, et cetera, for Adobe. Um, so we will see what they say soon. So hopefully we'll have some information about that, uh, in the next week or two. So it's a
1: bit harder from them. We get 99% of our attendees from, from the continental U S and they're in, most of their entire team flies over from another continent. So that's a little bit trickier for them.
0: Yep, for sure. And
1: they're a much larger conference there. You know, they're talking about 500 people, not a hundred people. So,
0: yep. Okay. So next up blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So our first one is from Charlie and that is um basically talking about the the pre-release that isn't a pre-release anymore. <laughs> and so that blog post again uh he does link out to his uh his blog for some more information uh Um, From the portal sometimes so keep an eye on that but usually uh, that content as you mentioned in the chat It's not a duplicate. He doesn't just duplicate content So it usually tries to call something specific to to attention but uh, a lot of good information here Um, and You can scroll down and and read all that yourself and as Brad said the comments usually are are pretty good on most these blog posts nothing yet on this one Okay the next one we have Um, is basically the videos from uh, Adobe CF Developer Week. So Charlie spotlighted that they were all available. So thanks for letting that be known as well. And then another one is from Ben Adele. And this one is actually about his presentation. And we're actually kind of cool to see this because Ben Adele has always said he is not a conference speaker. (laughs) Right, Brad?
1: He has, we've always been like, Ben, you should present at conferences. And Ben goes, no, I can't present at conferences. But even though it was online, he has now presented.
0: Yep, so he spoke about feature flags, change everything about product development. Um, So that is shared from the uh, Adobe Fusion Developer Week. And so find out a little bit more about it here. You can get his slides and everything, so kind of cool yeah, I'm, like
1: I'm scrolling through the slides now i like the one that says no plan survives first contact with the enemy <laughs> and he says when the poo hits the fan you can just turn off the feature flag yep and uh which, I, it, which is probably a lot easier than rolling an entire release back which you know may have had a number of changes in it
0: yeah i actually just watched the show that they they mentioned that uh that phrase i haven't actually heard that one in a while but yeah, so uh, if you're if you guys hadn't seen Ben's presentation, I recommend it. Uh, I think it's really cool to see how feature flags work, and um, yeah, I think it's a, a good feature to have. Like like you said, it's kind of a a big deal when it comes to like deployment times and pipelines. And you know, we're not cowboy coding on the server anymore, right, Brad? <laughs> no cowboy Usually. coding. So I mean, uh, the
1: the the funny thing is is People typically, you know, cowboy code, as we say, you know, just throw in code right up in the production server because they they need quick turnaround times and the ability to, you know, to iterate on things and get it out and see if it works without having a really long, um, you know, release cycle. And what's kind of cool about feature flags that, you know, Ben talks about is it sort of gives you some of that, uh, the ability to just, you know, throw something out. He mentions that he releases, you know, five times a day or more. Um, but it gives you a bit of control over that. It's not just code you throw out that everybody now blows up and you have to go like pull it back. It's the ability to kind of you know target behaviors you can push out that you know are behind a feature flag and may not be enabled or could be you know enabled and disabled very quickly and easily. So you kind of get back some of that benefit of being able to iterate quickly over things, but with a bit more structure around it, uh, not just throwing code in production.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I really not. like them. Yep, very cool. And then next up we have another one from charlie this is a charlie earhart show today Uh ben adele is enjoying his summer vacation or summer life i guess <laughs> sorry no no offense ben i know you're busy but it's just usually we get 50 ben articles and like one for everybody else but so charlie um as i mentioned before wrote this blog post earlier in june and then updated it recently for that but this is about the docker hub so very interesting and yeah, a lot of good content. Charlie's always got great stuff, so I would always recommend checking out his site, especially for all these recent releases. Okay, so short and sweet this week for blogs, but don't worry, we've got uh, a lot of good content still left. Next up though, we have find a job. So Brad, we have two jobs from getcfmljobs.com and we have two from Audis.
1: I see that we've got um, Cool Fusion application developer in Hyder, Hyderabad, Telangana, India. It's kind of a cool name. Let's see what it says. Anything interesting? Um, application developer, design, build, configure applications, work experience four to six years, management level 10. I don't know what that means. You're at 10 out of 10. Always Angular Cold Fusion Java Ruby on Rails. There you go. Well, that's in India. We also have one in Overland Park, which is in my city, uh little well, suburb next to me. And I have a feeling I know what company this is. It is it's it's Ulig. Uleg. Ulig LLC. Um there's a lot of uh Cold Fusion people I've known that worked at ULIG. Uh they're a pretty cool place. And they they have a pretty they don't make a lot of noise, but they have a pretty big team, at least they used to. Um so they've been hiring on and off for for quite a while. I occasionally get the local recruiter bugging me on LinkedIn um, about the ULA guys. So uh, that's in the Kansas City area and I assume this is probably in person. It doesn't say remote, so yeah.
0: Yeah, we also have uh, the two jobs on Solutions. So we're still looking for a senior ColdFusion CFML developer on the USA team. And then we have Mm -hmm. uh, a web developer in our El
1: Salvador team. Say the so. word desarrolador. I have no clue. It's a Spanish word. I yeah. assume it's I assume it's developer in Spanish. Let's see.
0: Yeah. I would guess. Where's me when you need her?
1: Yeah, I know. Where's someone who can
0: help us pronounce this?
1: <laughs> there you right I go. I just I just pronounced it over my computer speakers and Google Translate. It can do the same <laughs> thing. And yes, it does mean developer. In Spanish.
0: <laughs> See, not as dumb as we look sometimes. It's <laughs> so a couple of jobs it's worse. there.
1: It's worse than uh, it looks.
0: Yeah, I mean us. <laughs> okay, so next up, we have our Forgebox module of the week, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, a new release and update, uh, Hyper 3.1. So it's perfect timing considering tomorrow we're doing the webinar using Hyper. So.
1: Yeah, learn a bit How more about convenient. hyper. convenient!
0: I know it's like we planned it So almost. when did hyper?
1: When did hyper three point one come out? Is that a recent release?
0: July sixteenth. So just a couple of days ago, That's I think Friday.
1: Just a couple of days ago.
0: Yep. So Erica re-released that, but uh, it's a CFML HTTP builder. These words are failing me again. But yeah, I, I just like the fact that you can, you know say hyper dot set method put with headers, put your header, set URL, set the body and send. Uh, You know, you get back much more user friendly things. And so it's very similar to Axios and some other, you know, JavaScript JavaScript tools like that. Um, And it just makes life a lot easier. The cool thing is, is that you can actually set you know basically set up your hyper builder to always use the like the authorization headers, and that way you don't have to add it every single time you use it if you set up the the builders already have that then everywhere you use that builder it's automatically using the right authorization header and there's just yeah, it's little like things creating like a that. template
1: it's like yeah it's like creating a template for your http request that has all that stuff you got to add every time and you just reuse that template which really yeah. helps save more than play yep and it's got and since uh, it's a nice fluent d s l it's really nice looking chainable methods that are human readable
0: yep and it uses like gets and posts and puts and patches and deletes and and everything like that so it's very user friendly it's got some nice power to it um um it's just yeah it works really nicely so it's a great module um again it's you can install it and use it and when you get the response back too you can um you know, get body formats you can have as JSON. I think you mentioned it last week, or as yep, form yeah. fields, or, you know, all the different things you can pull the headers out of it. So it's much easier than trying to work with a file content and try to figure all those things out yourself.
1: Right. So, yeah. It has all the information HTTP gives you, but it just makes it a lot easier to access stuff you would commonly access, like give me back JSON deserialized, you know, results.
0: Yeah so to install that just box install hyper h y p e r Uh but it's definitely a cool one i know we've talked about it a couple times over the years but this new release is pretty uh pretty good so
1: i think the tagline should be something like you know hyper for the adhd developer in all of us
0: <laughs> yeah but everyone's like i don't do adhd <laughs> i just do soap <laughs>
1: Don't
0: take the S code, hint, tip, and trick of the week. So, hint, tip, and trick of the week this week is actually just a, a little shortcut, and it's called the Soft Undo. So I don't know if you've done this before, but I do it all the time is when I'm working and I'm like wanting to jump back to where I just was because I just named a variable somewhere and I'm calling a function and I need to go back and mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll use control Z and I'll undo the code I just typed yeah. in the other location and then I'll retype it just so I'm back to where I was. But instead well, of doing I do, that. I
1: do, I do undo redo. So I'll be like yeah. control Z, control shift Z just to get the cursor back i do it all the time totally
0: so apparently vs code said we could make this easier so if you hold <laughs> control if you're on windows and click u it'll mm-hmm. just undo the cursor and it'll go back to your previous location without missing with i your- love that yeah
1: i'm probably going to start doing that today because i i was literally doing that this morning before we got on the podcast while working on the couch base because i've been working in, in vs code and yeah so. that this genius just jump back to where I was you're in the middle of a file and you're like uh, start with that or you have to look at the line number and be like okay I got to jump down and do something where I'm at line 548 exactly Which, and so, this and this does not require an extension right it's just uh, a built-in yep, it's just,
0: just built-in there's a little video too you can watch uh, on YouTube but yeah it's already there so this like I said VS code it's amazing all the cool stuff they built into it that you don't even know was there and so uh, this one is definitely a big winner in my book. So simple as you can be control u or you know the command uh, I guess if you're on a on a Mac
1: but yeah. you know what control u makes me think of after years of using nano. Uncut.
0: Uh, uncut. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking in
1: nano c- control k would delete a line and cut it and then control u would uncut it and paste it back in.
0: Yeah, that and I, whenever I'm in uh, Envious Code and I try to bold something, <laughs> doing Markdown or something, I Control help. B and my whole uh,
1: you know my window disappears, my Did, side panel didn't uh, didn't Dreamweaver have a shortcut
0: for yeah. a
1: while that like Control B would wrap something in like strong tags or something? Yeah,
0: most of them do. Most of the old or yeah, I think a lot of them I mean, do.
1: But primarily just-, just for like HTML, you know, development
0: yeah or yeah if you're in a
1: markdown mode it can do
0: that too so i know that happens with some stuff but not vs code so the undo does not well, underline. I'm, sure there's,
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's an extension somewhere in vs code that'll do that though but...
0: yeah you have to just change your uh, change your bookmark oh, sorry mm-hmm. your, your shortcuts so yep. but anyway short and sweet but another good one there now last but that not brings least
1: us to our patreon supporters
0: yep so our Patreon supporters are making this podcast possible by paying for all of it. And then we're 41% of the way to paying for all of the ForgeBox hosting. Uh, obviously ForgeBox is our package management, I guess, repository and, uh, system. And yeah, the cloud infrastructure alone and all the downloads that we get, and there are plenty, uh, you know, that costs money. And so the Patreon is, Patreon funds are going to support that so if you go to patreon.com slash solutions you can see the different goals and we actually added a couple more so you can see the next one as well but uh we've yeah. also and if you're
1: thinking about jumping on um we take a look at the bronze packages and up because those come with extra goodies Forgebox pro and cfcast subscriptions all bundled together and we have the yearly just like as of last week you can do a yearly payment now so if you want to talk to your boss and say we get tons of use out of these box products or the information on the podcast you, they can do a one time you know uh, a one-time push to patreon there's just a single payment goes for the year um and that's a brand new uh feature we just added in and i think you save like 10 percent when you do a just a, like an annual membership with it
0: Yep. And that's, yeah, that's great. A lot of times at the end of the year, if the people have budget left, you know, they're, they want to help, but they just don't like those monthly subscriptions. So, you know, if they've got some funds at the end of the year or, you know, or whenever, um, they can just offer an annual membership, sign up, save 10%. And then, yeah, if you've got a bronze package and up, you get Forgebox Pro and CFK subscriptions as a perk. All Patreon supporters get their little badge on the orders Community website and they have their own private forum. And then some of the higher packages actually get into the box uh, tickets as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, if your business is wanting to support us and they're going to buy tickets into the box, it might be worth, you know, looking at one of those packages and you can get, uh, you know, get some other perks along the way. So you get tickets, Forgebox Pro account, CF Cast account, uh, all those different things. So definitely a good one. Okay, is it my turn, Brad? I think I did it last time. Okay, so thank you individually. John Wilson from Sinatrix, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, David Bellinger, uh, Dean Maunder, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, Jonathan Pratt, Mario Rodriguez, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Yogesh Messer, Joseph Lamery, Ben Adele, Berit Deline, Calvin Stanton, Charlie Earhart, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, Didi Ellis Niki, Garo Jan Yannick, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Kai Koenig, Laxmo Tirahari, Leon Suramalas, Sur- Matthew Darby, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Patrick Flynn, Ross Phillips, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Oden, Matthew, sorry, Matthew, Stephanie Munges, <laughs> and then Stephen Klotz. So thank you each and all for being awesome patron supporters for auto solutions. So another sure. week gone and pretty short and sweet for us. Uh, the summertime is uh, definitely putting a little dampener on our news, but we'll still bring you everything we can find track down. And if you have something that you think we might miss, uh, please tag us on Twitter or send us an email and uh, we'll try and get that on the news every week.
1: Yep. So. And if you guys ever have any suggestions for webinars, or for cfcast content if you're a subscriber you can also send those as well we're always looking for our next content
0: yep and uh same thing goes with uh forge box module of the week and vs code hints tips and tricks if there's something that you don't think we've covered and that you think is pretty awesome let us know we can share it with the rest of them and you'll even get credit if you want to (laughs) so
1: yeah every once in a while a module just sneaks on the forge box and i I don't even see it
0: yeah, I'm always browsing the latest just in case.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like lo- I like to pull up Forgebox and just click newest, and just see what's on there. Like right now, we got besides CMS extension chart JS, Royal Mail UK click and drop C F M L movies. There's already like these are all just from this week.
0: Yeah, there's Browse always
1: really something. C F C, Just go look at CB Wire, and that's actually what I knew about. Just go look at Forgebox, and you'd be surprised how many new things sneak in there. The Versailles guys are crazy. They're, they're putting up, like, forside extensions on a, on a regular basis, and I think that's awesome that they've just embraced Forgebox. Yep. Anyway. For sure.
0: Okay. Well, thanks, Brad, for joining us, and uh, thanks, everybody, in the live chat. And, yeah, we'll see you guys all next week. Don't forget to check out the Into the Box tickets and uh, keep an eye out for those speakers. Have a Bye. good one. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a
1: royalty free license from sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.